Welcome to Open to Hope Radio with your host, mother-daughter team, Dr. Gloria and Dr. Heidi Horsley. This show is brought to you by the Open to Hope Foundation with the mission of helping people find hope after loss. This show has been edited for your convenience. Now, Open to Hope Radio. I actually met Dr. Annette Childs at our the ADAC conference, which is the Association for Deaf Education and Counseling. She was our very first YouTube interview. She was such a pleasure to interview. If you go on to Open to Hope today, you will see that interview. It's very powerful, and you will get more messages of hope from Annette, and let me introduce her. Um, as I said, our guest is Dr. Annette Childs. Dr. Annette Childs maintains a private practice assisting individuals and families to grow through painful transitions. She is the author of Halfway Across the River, Messages of Hope from the Other Side, and Will You Dance? Welcome to the show, Annette. Thank you so much. Hi, Annette. It's great to have you on. Oh, yeah. Your book is so beautiful. I love the uh, Will You Dance. It's just all this wonderful kind of watercolory. Oh, it's beautiful. Thank you. Uh, can you talk a little bit about this book, Will You Dance? Will You Dance is, it is a beautiful metaphor about three hooded figures that come to your door. Their names are Change, Loss, and Fear. And Will You Dance tells the story that at some point in each of our lives, these three figures will show up on our doorstep. And when they do, we can't turn them away. When, when they arrive to our life, they truly belong to us. And they're the messengers that none of us particularly want. But nonetheless, they carry gifts that every one of us needs. Mm-hmm. So it tells the story of how change, loss, and fear arrive to bring us dark gifts, difficult things. Once we let them into our world and receive those gifts, midway through the book, there is another knock on the door and... When the reader opens that door, they see hope, faith, and joy standing before them. And coming from the other, I mean, it, it, it's a wonderful thought, how we grow through loss. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and you said at one point that we set a place at the table for them. Yes, that, that was a very poignant part of that book for me because I had had a devastating loss in my life. And Could you tell us about that? It, it actually it wasn't it wasn't death it was divorce uh-huh. which which was ironic because I have been working in the field of death and dying for twenty years mm-hmm. and I had come to know death as that visitor that I expected I was ready for whatever may come my way through the hands of that visitor but I had no idea that true gut wrenching grief could come to me via another messenger. Well, and the thing is in that, you know, a divorce is the death of a marriage. Absolutely. Absolutely. But I didn't get that until I got it. (laughs) Right. Right. Until you'd actually lived it and experienced it. Well, and I think I had actually convinced myself that if, if I mastered the messenger of death, everything else would be easy. 
That's very interesting because I think uh, that happens to people who work in, well, myself, I was working as a clinical nurse specialist when my son was killed, and I worked in the field of death and dying. I'd done hospice. I'd done AIDS mm-hmm. work. I'd done all that. And, wow, when you have the experience of loss, be it divorce or what, uh, loss of a family member, all of a sudden you find out all this good stuff you've been doing, uh, you know, how hard it is to really have the experience. Well, well not only that, Mom, and I totally agree with you, and I was thinking about you as Annette was talking, you can read about pain and you can read about the research of what pain feels like, but until you've experienced it, you can't fully grasp mm-hmm. what the depth of that pain and of that hurt mm-hmm. and of that suffering. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, now, your your other book, um, Halfway Across the River, Messages of Hope from the Other Side, now, how did you, you did Will You Dance first, right? Yes. And then, and then, was that connected with your with your divorce, having that book done, or that was for me? That book actually was written. I sat down to write a Christmas letter about what the kids and I had been through the previous year. And three hours later, Will You Dance was sitting there in a pile of white papers on the floor. That was one rush of words that came through me. It's never been edited. It has never been rewritten. It's never been changed at all. Oh, that's amazing. But what I realized, it told the story of the thousands of dying and grieving people I have worked with through the last 20 years, as well as my own story. And all of the figures are faceless in that book, and the reason for that is because I want the reader to be able to imprint their story over the main story of the book. Oh, what a wonderful idea. And uh, how, did, how do people get this book? They can visit my website at uh, onecandle.net. Oh, I love the one candle thing. and I want to talk about that when we come back from break. And also about this other book. It's quite amazing, uh, Halfway Across the River, Messages of Hope from the Other Side. And yet, t- tell us how people can get a hold of your um, books and, uh, your, and tell us your website. My website is www.onecandle.net, and that's O-N-E-C-A-N-D-L-E. They can order books on my website. There is also a virtual candle sanctuary, and the candle lighting that will go on this weekend worldwide for anyone who may not have the chance to, to light a physical candle. My virtual candle sanctuary is a beautiful place where you can light a candle in remembrance. You can light a candle of prayer. They burn for seven days. I will tell you, people all over this world have had amazing experiences with their deceased loved ones after lighting one of those candles. Mm, Wonderful. So go to onecandle.com, right? Dot net. I mean dot net. Okay, onecandle.net and light a candle. Well, uh, and get those books. Now, uh, we want to talk about your book, Halfway Across the River, Messages from Hope, uh, of Hope from the Other Side. There are some stories in there that are really quite wonderful. And could you talk a little bit about it? Well, the book is centered around what I call an after-death communication. I worked with a wonderful woman named Margaret Borwatt several years ago who was dying of breast cancer and wanted to learn everything that she could, not only about the dying process, but also about what may come after death. And I worked with her quite closely on teaching her all of the things that 
that I have learned in my 20 years of working with the dying. Just a few days before her death, she told her very skeptical husband, who wasn't quite an atheist but was a near atheist, she told him, his name was Don, she said, Don, I am going to show you that Annette knows what she's talking about. I am going to give you a sign when I get to the other side. Not for a moment did Don believe that that could happen. To his absolute astonishment, about 10 days after Margaret died, something happened to Don that absolutely turned his world upside down. And it wasn't necessarily a comforting thing for him. Most of us would absolutely love a concrete sign from our loved one who has died. And what Margaret did was absolutely concrete. But when you don't have a belief system to receive that, it can really shake you up, which mm -hmm. is what happened to Don. Because suddenly he had this inexplicable event occur in his life, and his house of truth, you know, the, the belief that he had built around his world for some 60-odd years, those walls just fell down because this event did not fit within his house of truth. Mm -hmm. so, house of, I like that house of truth because <laughs> mm -hmm. we all do have our house of truth. So what was the sign he got? Margaret had died with a, a little white stone heart in her hand. It was a gift that I had given her. And she died with that rock in her hand. When Don was done saying his goodbyes, he went to retrieve that rock from her hand in the hospital, and it wasn't there. And he thought maybe it got lost in the bedding. He looked for it. He had the ICU staff look for it. He checked his pants. He checked his overnight bag. It was nowhere to be found. So he had lost something that had been very meaningful to Margaret in the last days of her life, which was an added heartbreak to him. He didn't say anything to anyone about the White Rock. And about 10 days later, uh, we live in northern Nevada. Don and Margaret lived in northern Nevada at the time. About 10 days later, Don flew to New York to have Margaret buried, which is where she was from, where she wanted to be laid to rest. The morning of her funeral, he woke up in a New York hotel room and he said, okay, Margaret, you tell me, how am I going to get through today? I have loved you since you were 13 years old. I don't know what I'm going to do without you. How do I do this? And he turned to look at where she would have been laying next to him if she were still alive. And on the pillow in a New York hotel room, thousands of miles from where it had gone missing, laid that white stone heart. Wow. Wow, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so looking for those signs. Well, well tell us, um, if somebody wants to get a sign, I mean, wh what do we do? Why, why aren't we getting signs? You know, that's an excellent question, Gloria. One of the things I teach, we, don't, we aren't able to see what we don't know to look for. And if we, if we don't know the various ways that after-death communications happen, it's not always easy to receive them. And they are not very often as strong as the sign that Dawn got from Margaret. That's, that's really quite an exceptional after-death communication. Mm -hmm. The ways that um, 
after-death communications normally happen are much more subtle, but they're very prevalent. Right now, research indicates that between 50 to 100 million people right now report having had an after-death communication. Mm-hmm. And what what would be some quick, you know, ways that people see them? I mean, you know. Uh, the most common is a dream mm-hmm. that is not like a dream. The colors are more vivid. There is a glow around the individual. The bereaved person wakes up and absolutely feels like their deceased loved one has been with them. Mm-hmm. Auditory, oftentimes they will hear a word or a voice. Uh, olfactory. If someone was a pipe smoker, they may walk into the kitchen and suddenly smell their loved one's pipe smoke when there's no my, reason. My, uh, and that my my husband periodically smells his father's Old Spice. Uh-huh. He always wore Old Spice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, olfactory is quite common. Actual visual events happen, and also electrical events. We know. Energy cannot be destroyed. It can only change form. Heidi, tell him about the electrical event that happened with uh, Heather. The electrical event? Yeah, about the YouTube. Oh, yes. I was I was telling Annette at break that, you know, we have edited 75 YouTubes. I mean, my sister has. And during Annette's YouTube, while she was talking, there was all this. My sister called me and said, there's all this electrical stuff that's going on behind Annette. In fact, we've lost some of the footage because something happened during the taping with her that's unexplainable. And I told I told Annette, and I said, Annette, this probably won't surprise you. Well, and that was the taping we did on after-death communication, correct? Exactly. Yes. So, yeah, very interesting. Well, you can see, Annette, we said uh, earlier on the YouTube at the bottom, uh, you won't see the electrical events because Heather <laughs> is taking care of them <laughs> electronically, but you can see them. Annette uh, also has a story. I, I was very touched by your story about Carmel because we actually have a house in Carmel. Mm-hmm. And uh, the picture uh, that was taken of you uh, with the kids on the beach, well, first of all, you found um, a, a stone in the shape of a, a Madonna that you had. Was it a Madonna? It was, and it was it was so much more than just, Finding a stone. I I had just been told by an artist who is world renowned for his angel artwork. I met this man, and he looked at me, put his hands on my shoulders, and looked me in the eye and said, "You have a destiny to teach about death and dying and the other side." Right, and then I'm uh, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but we're going to have to close the show. And so, anyway, you went to the beach and you found the stone, and then this phenomenal picture with you and your kids on the beach with talk about electric field mm-hmm. in the background. It's an amazing, amazing picture. Well, Annette, thank you so much for being on the show, and I hope people will go to your site um, and light a candle for their loved one and and have these experiences. And uh, thank you so much for being on. Thank you. You have been listening to Open to Hope Radio. You can sign up for our newsletter, Facebook, and Twitter on our homepage at opentohope.com.